Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to Capes and Japes, uh, your hungriest comic book podcast. Don't call me out like this, Olivia. <laughs> it's fine. One, one of us didn't eat lunch, and one of us is currently in the middle of, like, a very, very windy storm. Um, so hopefully you don't pick up any wind noises while I'm recording. And also, hopefully, the power doesn't go out in the middle of this. Rip. <laughs> yes. Um, but I'll just give everybody fair warning now. If you come to some sort of chaos in the middle of this episode. If we only put out half an episode, you know why. <laughs> you just, Listen, we're all doing our best. But my house, we've, we've held out all day so far. So here's hoping. Um, we are back. Um, we are, uh, back to talking about some DC characters. Um, a couple sort of, sort of odd DC characters right in a row, um, who both start with A. That also wasn't planned. Um, but, uh, today I wanted to talk about, uh, Amethyst, Princess of Gemworld. Um, who's sort of a little a little bit of a a weird anomaly um in the DC universe um so uh amethyst was created in uh 1983 um which if you uh if you look at some of the uh some of the the art and also kind of the whole concept you'd be like yeah uh, this, this feels, this feels like the 80s. Um. The fun thing is, I know literally nothing about Amethyst. Um. So everything is a surprise. I don't know yeah. what I was expecting. It was not 1980. Yeah. It, see, like, I'm, just new, just new information. I think, um, I think a lot of people out there probably don't know a whole lot about Amethyst. Um. She has, uh, sort of a, uh, kind of a cult following, um, but I think at first glance, if you, like, looked at, like, you know, maybe, like, the cover to, like, one of the issues of the original series, you'd be like, oh, this looks like some kind of She-Ra knockoff. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually looking at, um... Uh, cover. It does kind of look like a She-Ra knockoff. Yeah, it does also look very eighties. It looks very eighties. Um, it did actually uh predate She-Ra um by a couple of years. Um, and like also that kind of uh, but ki- kind of the whole She-Ra aesthetic. Like I, She-Ra definitely wasn't the only like girl with magic powers and a horse I think it's just the like in the 80s it's it's just like the 80s fantasy aesthetic yes yeah absolutely um so um amethyst was created um by uh right uh, the writers were Dan Mishkin and Gary Cohn um and the artist was uh Ernie Cologne, um, and initially, I think initially, um, 
DC might have been, like, asking them for pitches for something that would be, like, an, uh, part of an anthology series. Um, and then when they, uh, came up with Amethyst, um, they ended up, uh, giving them a 12-issue, um, what they were calling, and what they're still called, uh, a maxi-series. Um, so, like, not a mini-series, because 12 issues is pretty long, but, like, something with a definitive, like, start and end point. Um, this is also the same, uh, writers, um, work together to create the character of, uh, Blue Devil, um, which I think got kind of a similar treatment. Um, but so their initial, uh, pitch when DC was asking them for ideas for, like, kind of a a fantasy-type anthology, um, their initial idea was, um, a, uh, a changeling kind of story, call the, calling the character changeling, um, of a, you know, like, a goblin or, like, fairy child, like, swapped with a human child and finding that out and, like, you know, going to discover their kind of, uh, past. Um, but this was the 80s, um, and, uh, Beast Boy at the time, um, was in one of the phases where he was going by Changeling. Um, so DC told them they couldn't have her be Changeling. Um, and when they were trying, um, to come up with, uh, kind of a different spin on it, um, they, uh, hit on the, uh, the really, um, just tried and true concept of, like, what if, uh, like, gemstones, but, like, people, people themed after gemstones, um, which, if, like, 2020 is anything to go by, people still love that shit. Oh, yeah. People can't get enough of it. Um, so, uh, they ended up, um, rebranding this concept, um, So, the new storyline is that, um, our main character is a, uh, a 13-year-old girl named Amy Winston, um, who, uh, discovers this, or Amy Wilson, um, her her name's Amy, because, you know, it's Amethyst, um. Amethyst. (laughs) Yeah, um. So, uh, she's a 13-year-old girl with a, uh, a pretty ordinary life. Um, her mom is, like, a, uh, a child psychologist. Um, and, uh, one day she finds, uh, this weird, uh, gem in her house. Um, and, uh, puts it on. Um, and is, uh, suddenly discovers that she is, uh, in fact, a, uh, princess of, uh, a magical alternate 
world um called Gem World. Um and her real name is Amethyst. Um I don't it's like I don't know canonically what like if like Gem World within the DCU is like another planet or if it's like you know Earth like 49 or if it's like in a parallel dimension um but it's but out initially, there it's it's somewhere out there listen um it's somewhere out there it gets incorporated more into stuff later on um but this initial series like uh isn't too caught up in the you know larger dc continuity um she has like it exists in the dc universe and like amy has like you know pictures of wonder woman and stuff in her room um but for most of this like first run uh it it does not intersect with uh with the dc superheroes very much um but so uh amy uh puts on this necklace uh winds up in uh gem world um the necklace is like gives her the power to like transport herself to this uh this this other world um and when she gets there um it like time time moves differently there so when she gets there um instead of being 13 she's like 20-ish um which is a thing that I'm not that sure about yeah especially Um, with the uh side boob on the costume yeah so it's like um the um Dan Mishkin who was one of the writers has like uh described it as um there are, like, other, you know, superheroes that he enjoyed, like, obviously, like, Billy Batson is the most obvious one, as, like, you know, a boy who, when he becomes a superhero, he turns into an adult man. Um, there's another older superhero, uh, called The Fly, who is, like, like, you know, a, a boy who put on, like, a special ring and, like, became, like, an adult superhero. Um, it, it's it's a little weird no matter what. Um it is it is pretty different when you're a woman. I will say that. I will say that going from a 13-year-old girl to a 20-year-old woman carries some baggage that is very different from going from a a young boy to an adult man. Is general um, chill though? Gemworld's not that chill oh, is the shit. problem. Oh, Part no. of the problem is that she like she shows up on Gemworld and one of the first things that ha- that happens is that she's like um she's like captured by these like uh ogre troll guys um and uh they do just immediately try to assault her. Um Ugh. and it's like Comics. Which, like, the writers have said, yeah, comics. The writers have said that they were like, yeah, you know, looking back on it, we probably wouldn't have done that, actually, in retrospect. 
which is good. Um, but just, uh, in hindsight, maybe we should not have done this. We shouldn't have done that. We regret that thing. Um, but you know, it is in there. Um, Gemworld is not chill. Um, there's also in the same interview that I was reading where um, Dan Mishkin was talking about this and like mentioned, you know, like uh, how he really liked uh, this character of the fly and that was kind of part of the influence. Um, he, uh, he was like, yeah, I'm really interested in kind of, you know, exploring what it means to, like, suddenly be navigating, like, who you're supposed to be as an adult. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And he's like, and then, you know, like, I think a lot of people kind of forgot that. And then we'd be getting these letters that are like, oh, why isn't she, like, accepting, like, you know, Prince Topaz's romantic advances? It's like, because she's 13. And it's like, why are you having this person pursue her romantically at all, though? I mean... You could have just not put it in there. Yeah, you could have not put it in there. But I do understand the, like, well, this character wouldn't know that she's 13. So making some sort of advance, and then all she has to do is be like, dude, I'm actually, like, 13. Yes. <laughs> and then Prince Topaz is like, oh, fuck. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, I, I've, I've made a grave mistake. I, If anybody gives you any trouble, please let me know. I will take care of it. Oh, my God. Somebody, please. We need to protect this child. This is a terrible Please. mistake that's happened. We need um, to get you a retainer, like to like four people who we can trust, who will just like anytime somebody comes at you, we'll be like, "Yo, she's thirteen. Back <laughs> off. Stop it. How do get you feel about powerful warrior women? We will get you like ten powerful warrior women, and they will protect you. Did you want ten powerful older sisters? Because we can do that for you. God, that's the real, that's like the the real girl power fantasy right there. Just ten powerful older sisters. Ten, just an army of older women, older sister warrior women. The dream. Um, yes. Um, so that, uh, uh, Prince Topaz is, uh, one of the recurring characters in this, uh, initial maxi-series. Um, the plot of which, uh, mostly follows, um, so, uh, Amethyst comes to Gemworld, she's immediately almost assaulted by two weird troll things, um, and then, uh, she's rescued by um another uh slightly monstery looking guy uh named Granch um which is a great name um who uh takes her to a um a woman named uh Citrina who's like a uh, a sorceress um that's a rad name it's a rad name, you're right. Um, and, uh, she explains, um, that, uh, her, uh, Amy's birth parents were, uh, Lord and Lady Amethyst, 
um, who ruled this one specific kingdom of, of Gemworld and were very beloved and, you know, kind and benevolent ruler. You know, the good monarchs. Um, Quote, unquote. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, they were uh, d- killed by a, uh, a power-hungry despot named uh, Dark Opal. Um, Rad. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's just... I okay, y'all know that I love fucking rocks and gemstones and shit. Yeah, but naming your power hungry despot Dark Opal—it just sounds so cool. It's so cool. Like the aesthetics are very good. Um, so he uh he killed them. He took over the throne. Um, in order to uh protect the baby princess, um, Citrina, uh, sent her away to Earth, uh, to live with, you know, human parents, um, and, uh, until the time came where she could, you know, come back, um, overthrow Dark Opal, and, uh, retake her kingdom. Um, so, uh, she also, uh, on Gemworld, uh, she can, uh, she can do magic. Um, it's a, uh, it's a extremely magical, uh, magical world. Um, she, uh, is, like, I think later they put in, um, that, uh, she's, they're technically, like, the, the DC, like, homo magi, like, the people who are just innately able to cast magic because they evolved that way, um, and, um, they connect, like, Gemworld back to, like, some other things. They're like, oh, some of, like, Dr. Fate's, like, magical artifacts, like, actually came from Gemworld. Um, but, uh, again, initially, it's just sort of, like, uh, a standalone thing. Um, so, uh, she finds out that, um, her, uh, her pal, uh, Grant, who saved her, is actually, uh, one of Dark Opal's sons, um, that, uh... Ain't that always the way? (laughs) Yeah, you know, it'd be like that. Um, that Dark Opal had, uh, a bunch of kids who he all, like, uh, you know, exiled, and that, uh, the only child he, uh, actually treats like his own is, uh, a child he, uh, adopted or possibly kidnapped from Earth, um, named, uh, Carnelian, um, who, Is he uh, orange? Well, he's just a- he's just a guy. He's just, he's just person colored. Um. That's many different colors. <laughs> that, no, that's true. Um, most of them are not orange. <sighs> um, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, but so, uh, Granch is like, uh, trying to kind of, you know, track down his other siblings and unify them to like, uh, overthrow, uh, 
overthrow his father, um, and, you know, Amethyst is, uh, trying to amass her own allies, um, so, like, the aforementioned, uh, Prince Topaz, there's a Lady Turquoise, um, there's a, um, a young Emerald Princess who goes by Emmy, um, which is cute. Um, she also, um, she has a, um, a dog named Taffy, who I think traveled with her from Earth. I think it's her Earth dog. Um. That's kind of wild. And, yeah. Um, and she, uh, gets a, um, gets a, a magical flying unicorn, uh, named Max. Um, which is, like, the weird, it's, it's a weird thing, because on paper, that all seems, like, very kid-oriented, um, but then it's, like, oh, yeah, also, like, these friggin' trolls attack her, um, and, like, also a lot of it is kind of, like, a little bit, like, it's more high-concept fantasy, um, than I would have expected from just the description, just from, like, some of the, the pages I was looking at. Um, I think it was, like, I don't know if they're, like, they wanted to specifically, like, attract, like, uh, more girls to buy their comics, or if it was just, like, trying to branch out of their, like, usual reader base. Um, but they did definitely, like, get people who weren't necessarily, like, comics people, um, to, uh, to buy it. Um, according to Dan Mishkin, um, partway through, uh, the first, the initial, like, uh, maxi-series, um, they, um, DC started trying to pursue some, like, uh, like, toy deals for it, um, like, some licensing stuff, um, and so they went to, uh, the creative team and were like, okay, um, we want to make toys of this, so, uh, we need to, uh, have it keep being published so people will buy the toys. Um, so we're, uh, going to do a, uh, a, like, ongoing series after this, uh, 12-issue series is done. Um, which, uh, Dan Mishkin said he was sort of, uh, ambivalent about just because, like, they had this story planned out that was, like, had a start and an end point and was supposed to be, you know, 12 issues long. Um, and then being told, like, oh, yeah, now do more of it. Um, it's kind of like, oh, oh. Um, so yeah, they, that's, um... That's one of my, like, least favorite things about, uh, <laughs> serialized media. Yeah, it's, mm, it's challenging. Um, so, uh, the, uh... The ongoing series ended up lasting, um, I think 16 issues 
after the uh initial storyline came out um the uh the original uh creative team did not stay on for the whole thing um i know they uh they it started out with the same people um and then like they had like some different writers and artists uh take over um but uh it goes um it goes some places um <laughs> they had like a um a few um a few different artists throughout it um Keith Giffen uh took over writing after the uh initial uh uh Dan Mishkin and Gary Cohn stepped off um and uh it uh it followed uh it ties in to some larger DC stuff um because uh Dr. Fate um tells uh tells her that her uh her father was actually a um a lord of order um which is one of the uh the aspects of the Dr. Fate mythos that there exists these like kind of primordial god type beings called the lords of chaos and the lords of order um and uh that amethyst is actually uh descended from one of these uh lords of order and uh has you know a responsibility to uh to defend order throughout the universe um as you do as one does um so um she has to fight this uh this lord of chaos um known as uh the child um okay who's like uh yeah um amethyst you must fight the child i'm 13 it's like it's no his name is just the child uh i don't it's just tr- sort of his thing um but uh he's uh created himself a uh a gemstone uh golem uh called flaw um and uh amethyst ends up uh fusing both uh herself and the child like merging them with gem world uh to like balance out chaos and order uh okay. in the planet yeah i mean you know uh that uh <laughs> such such it such it such it be um then um there's a uh things get a little bit weird um around here because this is uh around the time that uh crisis on infinite earths happens um so there's a um a bunch of stuff that happens uh in amethyst that's sort of like not 
technically canon, or it, like, happens weird, um, because, you know, comics, um, as always, yeah, as, as always, it's comics, um, there's a, um, a four-issue miniseries, um, that comes out after Infinite Crisis, that's, like, much kind of, like, uh, darker and more psychological, um, that's written by, um, what's her name, what's her name, um, uh, Mindy Newell, um, Keith Giffen and Mindy Newell, I think, work together on it, um, but it's, like, it takes place, like, uh, 20 years in the future, um, from the, like, uh, original series, um, Amethyst comes back, uh, two of the other, like, Lord Topaz and Lady Turquoise, um, are married and have children, um, okay. and what, yeah, and one of their sons, um, kind of, sort of, uh, becomes an evil warlock, um, why does this always happen? Yeah, you know, um, he becomes a, um, a supervillain called Mordrew, um, who is a character who existed in DC before this, who, like, showed up in, um, the Legion of Superheroes, um, but this is, like, the first time he's been given a backstory, um, which is, like, this, uh, this, uh, this boy makes a deal for magic power and becomes, you know, an evil warlock, um, and, uh, Amethyst has to track him down, um, and, uh, try and, you know, uh, stop him, and then, uh, he has a dramatic scene with his, like, twin brother, um, where it's, you know, one of those things where he, like, gets a moment of clarity and he's like, oh, you have to kill me to set me free. Um, and then he, uh, he, his, his brother, like, hesitates and then the evil takes him over again and he kills his brother and it's very dramatic. Um. It sounds like it, yeah. Yeah, and, and Amethyst, uh, gets very upset and, uh, merges him with the planet, which is a thing that just happens all the time. It's just people merging with this planet. Um traps him in, in a in a planet prison. Um she and then she also merges with the planet again. Um <sighs> you know, a lot of stuff. Um but most of this is somewhat solo. Um, after her, like, initial series, again, she, like, shows up a little bit in Crisis on Infinite Earths, um, because Dr. Fate has come to find her and tell her that she's, you know, actually, uh, a Lord of Order and they need her help. Um, but, uh, she, uh, um, she also has, like, a crossover issue with Superman that's, like, sort of cute, where, uh, you know, one of her, like, uh, villains follows her to Earth, and she needs Superman's help to fight him because, uh, 
she's back on Earth and she's just a regular teen. Please, I'm just a child. I am a child. Please help me. Um, but, um, for the most part, um, most of this has been fairly standalone stuff. Um, she is, uh, she had a, um, a solo series in, uh, the New 52, um, that was technically a reboot of, like, an old, like, fantasy anthology series um called uh sword of sorcery um that uh was initially published in the 70s um and uh was rebooted for new 52 it's basically just like an, an amethyst solo series that um reimagined her as like uh she's 17 uh, when, uh, the, the story starts, um, and instead of being, uh, you know, just kind of, like, an upbeat suburban tween, um, she's, like, edgy, and she's got, like, you know, like, dark hair with, like, uh, like, purple and green streaks in it, um, and, uh, she's, like, had, you know, kind of, like, uh, a rough upbringing, um, with her, uh, her single mom, um, at, and in this one, it's, like, her Earth mom is actually her Gemworld mom, also, you know, hiding out on Earth, um, because, um, her aunt in this version of the story is the one who kind of, uh, overthrew the kingdom, um, and her mom escaped with baby Amethyst. Um, and then, you know, the same stuff. She goes, uh, she goes to Gemworld. I don't know if she ages up in this version, um, because she's 17, which is pretty much the midpoint between what her ages were <laughs> initially. So I don't know if they were like, <laughs> let's just kind of average them out. Um, it's fine. We'll just average it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's it's fine. Um, and she also, um, she joins, uh, Justice League Dark, um, which was kind of the, you know, uh, magical, supernatural horror offshoot of the Justice League, um, where, uh, that had... John Constantine and Zatanna and, um, some other, you know, magic people. Um, but, uh, doesn't really get along with John Constantine, which, like, I mean, who does? Not even John Constantine. Honestly, that's, that's the truest, that's the truest truth. Um, this, um, her, uh, her solo series doesn't last very long. Um... Which is, like, not super surprising, um, because it was, well, it was New 52, and, uh, most things weren't lasting very long, um, she was, you know, she's a character who had, like, definitely, again, sort of a cult following, but, like, was not well known outside of that at all, um, and, uh, 
Also, I looked, I, I hadn't read it before this, and I looked at a little bit of it today while I was doing research, and, uh, the first thing that came up was like, oh, t issue one of the new Amethyst series has, like, an another attempted sexual assault, and I was like, thanks! I hate I, it! I, I don't want that! I, that's not what I want, actually. Remember, remember when that happened the the first time, and the people who did it were like, "We shouldn't have done that. Don't do that. Stop it." Um, but uh, presently, uh, Amethyst is a uh a member of the uh the new Young Justice. Um, the Brian Michael Bendis penned Young Justice. Um. They, um, I think the first arc is them, uh, ending up on Gemworld. Um, and she also, uh, just recently, I did talk about it on here, um, she did get, um, a new solo series. I think, um, a mini-series? Um... But, uh, it is, uh, written and drawn by, uh, Amy Reader, um, which I do, like, the thing about, like, Amethyst as a concept is, like, uh, it's such a, like, you know, extremely, like, teen girl fantasy, um, and, like, it's not the only example of this genre, but, like, just such, like, a pure, like, Jupiter-ascending, like, wish-fulfillment. Like, oh, I'm a lost princess from a magical world, and I go there, and I have magical powers, and a unicorn, and my dog is there, and, uh, you know, I'm the only one who can, uh, defeat the, the supervillain. Um, that it, like... It feels weird to have it written not by a woman. <laughs> and also, um, I have very little trust, uh, for male comic book writers. Um, as evidenced by how often they like to put attempted assault scenes in their comics about, uh, teenagers. Yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, not really a, a good thing to do. Es especially with teens. That is, that is, that's just the pits. Don't do it. Um, I, um, I read the first issue of the new Amethyst series, and I, uh, I liked it a lot. Um, they have gone back to, um, she seems to be the same age between, like, Earth and Gemworld, um, which I think is a good choice. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Takes out some of the, the weirdness. Um, and, uh, in the first issue, it's like, uh, she's aware of her Gemworld heritage. She's living on Earth. She's, like, uh, going back and forth between them. And, uh, she goes back to Gemworld to, uh, to find that, uh, Dark Opal has, uh, basically destroyed her kingdom um and she's like oh no and then she meets this cool uh warrior girl 
And then that's all I got to read because <laughs> comics are on hold for now. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Interesting, weird little corner of, uh, of, of comic book lore. Um, I know there's, like, there's a lot, uh, of people who have, like, a very strong attachment, uh, to Amethyst. Um, and then many, many, many more people who, uh, understandably have no clue who she is. Because even in, like, big crossover events, she's, like, only cropped up, like, briefly. Um, but, uh, it's pretty cool. She also had, um, they did this, like, um, this very cute-looking, uh, cartoon version, um, for DC Nation, um, where she was, like, a, um, uh, gamer teen who got, like, zapped into this, like, gem world video game, um, but, uh, the designs are, like, extremely adorable, um, which is rad, um, more, like, directly kind of magical girl influenced, um, which, you know, I, I always love to see. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's some, uh, those are some, some amethyst facts. Um, did, uh, did you have anything to add? I know there was, I know there was one significant webcomic event this past week. Oh, 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 you knew about that, huh? I wasn't, uh, I, I was not subtle. looking at your Discord icon right now as we speak. <laughs> And it does appear to be uh, an image from a webcomic. I, yep, that sure is an image from a webcomic that is my uh, new Discord icon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, Check Please has concluded. <sighs> and I know I have not shut up about it on Twitter. But, ugh, it was so good, you guys. It was so good, and I can't wait for, um, it's funny because I did pre-order the, uh, second graphic novel, Sticks and Scones, so it was supposed to be here on, like, the 7th. (laughs) It's supposed to be here on, like, Friday, according to the tracking info. So. (laughs) Please! I mean, when it gets here, I'm just gonna, like, do a full reread, um... Good. But, oh, that's that's been my whole week. <laughs> Just reading Check, Please, and thinking about Check, Please. Talking about Check, Please. Crying yes. about Check, Please. Uh, Ngozi and- did, like, some, like, Instagram Live Q&As and some, like, uh, Twitch, like, sketch jams, and those were very fun. Um... <laughs> It was so good. Y'all, sometimes, you know, you look at comics artists and you're like, they seem like they would be a fun person, but you never know. And then sometimes there's a webcomic artist and they're in the Twitch chat like, oh, hey, so I found a good question 
but it's also something I've never thought about, so we're all gonna figure this out together. <laughs> Just like, who did Ollie and Wix give their dibs to? Let's find <laughs> out. Let me draw a, di a floor plan for the house and see who will go into this room. Oh, it was good. good. It was good. Y'all, I love it. If if me talking about Check, Please before hasn't gotten you into it, and if me talking about it on Twitter hasn't gotten you into it, <laughs> let this be your sign. <laughs> um, Please read this I, comic uh, about hockey and pie and friendship and, like, learning to accept yourself. What? Um... I was just thinking about how um this um this would have been uh anime Boston weekend um if it uh weren't for you know the state of the world um and it just made me think about how last year um I met Ngozi at Anime Boston and I told her how much I appreciated her love of Blue Beetle and Booster Gold, and she just like stood up and held her hand out to shake my hand and said, "Thank you for your service." I do have a um screen cap of Twitch chat because one of her friends was in the Twitch chat, and um somebody was saying, um like somebody mentioned Jeeves and Wooster, which is uh something that Ngozi has been drawing a lot of fan art for lately. Mm -hmm. And that just Nagosi like appeared in chat, like, did somebody say Chiefs and Wooster? <laughs> but then um Nagosi's friend was in the chat and I'm just like, wait, what happens if you say Boostle then? And Nagosi's <laughs> friend was just like, she just perishes if you say Boostle. <laughs> Full collapse. Just passes away. Goodbye. And I'm like She's ascending. Alright. I'm glad she didn't see this then. That would uh, cut this stream short, huh? <laughs> but good. Oh, very good. I love it. I love. Oh, I love check, please. I'm looking forward to um, Ngozi's future projects. <sighs> yes, from uh, from what I what I have seen of the plans, um, they are choice. God, fucking softball comic art school softball comic with mad rupert yeah baby just 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 gay sports all the way down just what do you want more gay sports when do you want to always <laughs> all the time <sighs> um god i um i do not have any comics um I'm still sort of in comics limbo. I need to figure out what I want to do with comics, but uh, it has been a time, and we're all just getting by the best we can. Um, but if you uh, want to uh, see comics, if you want to see us retweet different, like, free comics, different, like, artists who are posting their stuff, uh, things like that, as well as, you know, our episodes, um, you can follow us on Twitter at Capes and Japes. You can also find us on, uh, Instagram, Tumblr, Facebook, 
Pinterest at Capes and Japes on all of those. Um, you could uh, send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com if you have, uh, you know, questions, comments, concerns. Um, we have a uh, Discord server that we would uh, love to have you in. Uh, come by, chat, talk about how things are going. Um, comics or not comics, whatever. Whatever's good. Um, we, um, uh, we have a Patreon, if you want to support us on there. Um, we sure do appreciate it. You can get, uh, bonus episodes, watch stuff with us. You can help us pick what we talk about. Um, we also, if, uh, you can't do that, but you want to show your support, leaving a rating and review is a super awesome way to do that. Um, we will give you a shout out. We will thank you. Um, we will appreciate you until our dying day. Um, what else? Telling a friend about the show is another cool way to show that you love us and to support the show and to be rad. Um, and also just, uh, coming back and being here is truly the raddest of all. Um, thank you for joining us today on Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Elion. And as always, don't kiss me, I'm only 13. <laughs> Please do not kiss 13-year-olds. It is so important. <laughs> <laughs>